Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, we are going international to an all-new country today. I love the international episodes. I'm excited for this one. There is just so much crazy history at some of these places, and this one is pretty crazy. This is actually considered the most haunted castle in Europe. Oh, well, then it it's probably super haunted. I, I mean... I think there's a lot of haunted castles in Europe, right? (laughs) There's a lot. This one is a lot of people claim. I'm sure there's other claims of how haunted other castles are, but this one's pretty widely known to be the most haunted. This is your haunted holiday at the Lepp Castle in Coolderry, Ireland. So the Lepp Castle, Lindsay, is spelled like leap, but so if you're trying to research this online, you're wanting to look it up, you're going to spell it like leap, L-E-A-P, but it is pronounced Lepp Castle, which kind of confused me a little bit at first, but there is a lot of Game of Thrones-like stuff that occurred here. Like, for example, the Red Wedding would be a major event that is pretty darn similar to some of the horrible stuff that has happened here. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that was a notorious episode. One of the best ones, I think. Cold-blooded. And there's a lot of cold-blooded stuff that occurred at this location. Now, the Lepp Castle was built in the early 1500s, they think. Some people say it could go back even a couple hundred years earlier than that, potentially. This castle was built by this family called the O'Carroll clan, and they were just kind of high up people. Of course, they are building a castle. They're kind of like, I guess I would call them almost like princes in Ireland at the time. John O'Carroll, the original builder of the castle, actually died in the house of plague. So think beyond all the gore that we're going to talk about here in a little bit the amount of people over this hundreds of years that this castle has stood that have died of like simple things like plague. There was a little girl who actually fell from the top of the castle and died. So I'm only going to get into some of the more brutal stuff, but there's just a ton of other things I'm sure that have happened here. So many people have ultimately died in this building. Exactly. what you're getting at. Yeah, no doubt. Beyond what I can cover. When you think about this, you know, if this was built in the 1500s or maybe even earlier, I mean, that's older than any building that I'm aware of in the United States. You know, it just goes back so much further when you go to Europe. Yes, of course. And when John O'Carroll died of the plague, this actually kind of created this massive power struggle within his own family people that wanted to kind of like take the top seat of the the highest role within this family and essentially it just turned into them killing each other off constantly okay like as you're reading the history of this castle and this family it's like well this brother killed the other brother and then he was killed by his cousin and this proceeds to happen for like a hundred years basically where they're just killing each other left and right 
That's crazy. That's like a like imagine if Dateline was around back then, right? People <laughs> people murder for money a lot, right? So it didn't change, you know, way back in the day. Same thing. Right. And honestly, like these people are pretty bad people, it sounds like for the most part. I'm not gonna say every member of the O'Carroll clan was a monster, but it sounds like a lot of them were. So let me give you one story in particular about a murder that happened within this household over this power struggle that is one of the more famous ones. So there was a one of the brothers that had kind of reached the upper echelon of this household was actually a priest. And he had started mass and one of his other brothers shows up to the mass. And in the in the castle, there is a chapel there where mass is conducted. So a bunch of family, uh, extended family, are all kind of in there going to worship or whatever. So he starts this mass. His brother comes barreling through the doors of this chapel. Apparently, it was a big insult that he had started this mass without waiting for his brother to arrive. But also they say this encounter probably would have happened at some point anyway, because this other brother was kind of pissed that his priest brother was above him in the power. Right. So he comes barreling in and basically proceeds to murder his brother with a sword in front of the entire extended family right there in this chapel and this chapel today is known as the bloody chapel oh wow yeah it's the same same type of game of thrones thing there's also like a bloody tower in in the tower of london yeah it makes sense but the bloody chapel that's a new one yes so this place has a bloody chapel that is pretty notorious and a lot of stuff happened here the guy who actually killed his priest brother during mass he ended up getting killed years later by his cousin and the cycle continued like dominoes basically wow unbelievable totally wild i mean what are the people doing in this mass you know when they're at church and did was it a sword fight or was it just straight up he just murdered him there was no fight he just straight up murdered this dude and like tossed the bible that he was holding like to the side just like meh you know okay done with this stabbing you in the stabbed him in the chest and the whole family I guess just like fled in horror out of the chapel as this was occurring and this is factual this is not legend correct right yes okay now this family is even worse than that because they would also have as a castle would back in these days there are different battles and attempted sieges and things like that so they would hire different mercenaries and families to help them fight their enemies off and assist them in battle at one of these points they had hired approximately 40 different mercenaries to fight this battle for them kill their enemies these mercenaries were then invited back in a celebratory feast like hey, come back to the castle. We're going to throw this feast for you to thank you so much for all of your help. But apparently the O'Carroll clan owed these mercenaries money after the fact, now that they had survived this battle. They come back to the castle and they proceed to poison their dinner feast, slit their throats, 
and throw them down into this dungeon that has literal spikes. That is evil. Like, can you even... The O'Carrolls are bad people. Let's be real here. They are... That's just awful. And all of this because they didn't want to pay money. Wow. Insane. Okay? Now, this dungeon that they threw them in is also known as the Obliette. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct. But this was actually discovered, this dungeon. This story had been known for years that they were thrown into a dungeon, these 40 people, you know, whatever. And in the 1900s, they were doing a renovation because of this fire that had occurred. And they found this secret dungeon space that happens to also be in the bloody chapel section of this castle. And... They found basically there's this trap door that they would put people through, either people that were already dead, like in this case, people that they had poisoned or slit their throat, or people that they just wanted to live a horrible death down there. They would put them through this trap door, drop them down into this dungeon area, and where there are big wooden spikes that would impale people. And they would just continue to lay there and suffer, sometimes screaming within earshot of these awful O'Carroll people. The O'Carrolls are terrible. Think about, think about, you know, it reminds me of on Game of Thrones. Remember Ramsey, the really evil dude and that, mm-hmm. basically that family that did the whole red wedding situation. I mean, that's who the O'Carrolls are. <laughs> They're those terrible people. I agree. Yeah, it's like Ramsey's family in Game of Thrones. Totally. Now, when they found this secret hidden dungeon, they said they found approximately like 150 bodies down there. They're not entirely sure how many bodies there actually were, but there were so many skeletons that they had to carry them out like by the cartload out of this place during this renovation and they say based on you know a lot of the the skeletons were still basically impaled on these spikes and still had you know clothes or belongings in their pockets they think that interestingly enough this was used even beyond the O'Carrolls living there and running this castle they thought it was used up until the 1800s oh that is just so scary it's like a serial killer kind of situation almost realistically i mean you'd also think too that it would stink totally right that's what i I thought too like how are they living with this stench of bodies right can you imagine like going to church at the chapel and the decomposing bodies right you know, from the guy we threw down there last week i mean can you imagine no no i cannot now another instance that happened that was pretty much just as horrible was in 1599 again this clan they hired um, a group of people named the mcmahon clan for a battle to say help us out fight our enemies off with us they won again. They were again invited. Come on over for a celebration. After they ate and drank this feast, people were, I guess, kind of passed out in the great hall area, just kind of sleeping off all of the alcohol and food. And then they proceeded to basically slit their throats and stab them and kill them all while they slept. 
evil. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're serial killers, these people. It's, that's just wild. <laughs> Pretty terrible. And that was a lot of people as well. So, and again, all because, eh, thanks, come on over, let's celebrate. But we don't really want to pay you for your assistance. Right, right. It's like the McMahons. I wonder if there was an ongoing, you know, McMahon versus O'Carroll clan <laughs> dispute. I mean, oh. It's so weird to think that this kind of stuff went on way back in the day. But also, like, wouldn't you know after you're hired to do something for the O'Carrolls, like, whatever you do, don't attend a celebratory right. dinner. In fact, don't even go over to their castle. Don't do any of it. Just stay away from the O'Carrolls <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Agreed. Now, you know, after the 1600s, the castle handed over to some other groups of families, you know, as it does. And over the years, it just got handed down. In 1922, there was a caretaker living at the castle. And there was some locals that showed up. And they don't know exactly why they did this. But they held the caretaker and his family at gunpoint and lit the castle on fire. Oh, my gosh. They were probably like O'Carroll family relatives. <laughs> or the ghosts of the O'Carrolls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're like, this is our land. No. Who the heck knows? Probably Ooh. not. Who knows? There's a lot of theories about, you know, why somebody would burn this land, ongoing tensions in the country, you know, that kind of thing. We don't really know why they did it, but they essentially burned a section of it, which is why it went through those renovations. That secret dungeon was found. But over the years, they've continued to renovate it, open it up for tours, that kind of thing. Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash your haunted holiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So let's talk about some of the ghosts. Now, again, just like the horrible stuff that occurred in this place, I'm not going to be able to talk about all the ghosts because that would take up just an insane amount of time. So I'm going to talk about some of the main spirits that you should be on the lookout for when you go to this place, if you happen to be lucky enough to get a tour. The first ghosts that I am going to talk about are little girls, actually, named Emily and Charlotte. And Emily, they believe, is one of the children that lived here back in the day and actually fell from the roof of the castle to her death. Now, Charlotte was her sister, so in her afterlife, they are seen playing, running around in the main hallway on different staircases. They're actually really seen 
throughout the castle. They're a pretty common sighting at this place. The other thing, so how Emily died was falling. People standing outside the castle sometimes will see a vision of a little girl falling from the castle roof. Terrifying. Do they think it is real when they see this? Or are they aware that it's clearly a ghost? I'm sure it depends on the individual. But most people, I think, think it's like a little kid falling from the castle. That's that's terrifying. It would be so scary to see and think that that is occurring. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Charlotte, apparently when she was born, had, I guess I would call it like a deformed leg that wasn't fully functional. So when you see this ghost, it is the same way as it was in life for this spirit. And she's essentially kind of like dragging her leg behind her when you see her. Charlotte, as well, can be seen individually and approaching people that are hanging out here and ask. It will say, you know, have you seen my sister, Emily, that kind of thing, like kind of looking for her sister. That's so interesting. I mean, it makes sense, too, that she, you know, if she had, you know, a disability in life, I'm sure that to some extent, especially if she's a residual kind of haunting, I mean, it makes sense that some of her same mannerisms and and the way she walks would be carried over. Yeah, I find it interesting because I think in the afterlife, like, wouldn't that go away? But I guess it depends. Is it a residual haunting? Like, right. Yeah, it's interesting that that would still appear for her. The probably one of the more famous ghosts in this location is that priest that got murdered, one of those O'Carrolls. And he is seen on a regular basis haunting the Bloody Chapel, of course, right? And, I mean, this is just very typical ghost behavior that's occurring in that chapel. Literally, you will see this priest walking around. And back in the day, they weren't wearing priest outfits that they would today. So they're going to look almost more like a monk wearing kind of like robes when you see this ghost. Okay, that's that's interesting. So not like the little collar with the white section of it. You're looking more for almost like a monk-like looking person. Exactly, exactly. That's so interesting. It makes a lot of sense that he's in there haunting it. Do they do they think he's interacting with them or do they think it's more of a residual? You know, I did not see anything that really indicated that it was interacting with anybody necessarily. But I will say reports of this priest go back all the way to the 1600s. So there were people living in this castle, other families that were like, remember that priest that got murdered by his brother? I'm pretty sure he's haunting this place. Hundreds of years ago, they were having those experiences. Right, right. I mean, if I was that ghost, I would go haunt the other O'Carroll guy that that murdered me. I'd make his life a living hell. (laughs) That's what I would do. 100%. I would as well. The other thing that you can see in the Bloody Chapel is that Obliette, which is that secret dungeon spot. If you look down into it, because the trapdoor has been removed today, so you can do that. Sometimes people will see a man trying to frantically climb out of it. Oh, that's terrifying. It would, it would. I wonder if some of these, you know, like especially residual hauntings. I mean, let's hope it's residual and not at all intelligent because. Wouldn't it be just terrible to have to relive that 
all of the time, right? Hopefully there's no intelligence to it in that Right, sense. like stuck kind of thing. Quite, so. Yeah, it would be pretty scary. It would be, I mean, gosh, it's just creepy thinking about someone being stuck down there and trying to crawl out. Oh my gosh. All right, so the next common sighting that you should look for is a spirit that they call the Red Lady. Now, this woman that's going to be seen is considered to be very tall and thin. She's wearing like this red scarf around her neck and her head. And she is carrying a dagger and appears to be like angry and furious and will almost like run at people sometimes with this dagger and then disappear before she actually gets to them. And like screaming sometimes like, you know, coming at you. So it's a pretty terrifying sight for people when they see her. I mean, I think we can say that it's probably an O'Carroll. <laughs> Actually, that's I would think that as well. It is the opposite. This is a victim of the O'Carrolls, they believe. So this was a woman that they think was actually kidnapped, brutalized, and raped by some horrible member of the O'Carroll clan. You know, who knows, right? Right. And as a result of that, she ended up actually getting pregnant, having a baby. She approached them to say, hey, you guys did this to me. I don't have the money to pay for this child as the legend goes. They decided, of course, because the O'Carrolls are cheap to like a murdering degree, they decided, eh, haha, no, we're not paying you anything. And in fact, we're going to murder you and your child and proceeded to lay the bodies out into like the lawn of the castle to intimidate neighboring homes. Wow. So her spirit has a right to be angry. You know what's really interesting too is it sounds like this is a great place to see a full-bodied apparition. Yes, I agree. There's a lot of activity like that. There's also, you know, your basic ghost activity that you need to look for. She's often accompanied by a very cold sensation, right? So you definitely want to check, like, am I feeling cold right now? Because that red lady with that dagger may be heading your way if you are feeling an intense cold. There's also things like candlelight that is seen from windows that are empty even after part of it was burned to the ground and there was actually no inner tower left in one section, they would still see candlelights up there burning randomly. So I'm talking about the main spirits, but if you go here, you still want to look for all of those classic things, strange lights, cold, interesting smells, that kind of stuff. Now, the last spirit that I am gonna talk about is actually one of the more interesting ones, and we're not entirely sure how this got here, but it is referred to as the elemental. I was looking up, what is an elemental? I've heard this term before, but there's a few different definitions of it. Some people call it kind of like a humanoid like creature that's not full spirit, not full human, not full animal. Other people refer to it as almost like a spirit based on like the different elements of the earth, like fire, water, etc. Mm -hmm. Now, how I would describe this creature, how it's been seen before, when people do see it, they typically beforehand smell a horrible odor. 
Sometimes people reference this odor as sulfur, but I've only seen that a couple places. Most of the time it's just described as like really awful. And when you notice the stench, the people will turn around and they will notice this creature is like staring them down, sometimes almost like getting ready to like pounce at them. And it looks human-esque, like it's in kind of the shape of a human, but it's like squatting down most of the time, usually on both of its, you know, legs and its arms on the floor. And it is like got this, it's very gaunt and gray in color, super skinny. Some of the more common descriptions of this is that its actual skin on its face is decaying. Oh, you know, it almost, it makes some sense, right? I mean, think, I was just talking about the odor of like what the bodies would be like when you were living back in the day and you had people go into that hidden dungeon kind of area I mean, to me, I, I don't know. I'm definitely not an expert in these things, but we've heard of people talking about an awful odor. Sometimes when they are talking about like a dark entity of some kind, like the Marshall House is a good example of this. Room 414 has that bad odor, they claim, right? We didn't smell it when we were there, but that seems to go hand in hand. It might not be anyone who died there. It could very well just maybe be something that's formed because of all of the negative activity all of the 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 history that is actually the theory Lindsay. that is the primary theory there are you know a couple other theories out there things like oh there was a curse on the land by the druids before this castle was even built there's a theory that one of the people that were trying to siege the castle was really into black magic and stuff like that and that he sent this entity in there to try to start a fire on the inside of the building or something but the most common explanation for this is that it is simply energy that had built up over the years some people think maybe it was after that secret dungeon like you mentioned was opened up and that energy kind of released created this creature but they think it probably showed up earlier than that because there was reports of this creature I believe all the way back into like the 1600s period of time and the other theory that I think is interesting is that one of the O'Carroll clan had died of leprosy and this creature's face is decaying it stinks somebody who died of leprosy would potentially be definitely be encountering similar things and maybe it's a spirit but most people don't think it's well that guy they think it is like you said energy that's just been built up over time that has created this kind of menacing entity Right. No, that's really interesting, though, that so many did die of leprosy, although it doesn't account for the sulfur smell. Correct. Right? Like, I don't think that, I mean, I guess I haven't really ever smelled a dead body before, but I don't think it's a sulfur odor. Okay, so if you happen to be lucky enough to be going to Ireland on a holiday, or maybe you're one of our listeners that lives in Ireland, I think the Lep Castle is definitely one of those places that you want to check out considering its notorious history. The website for it 
literally talks about all of the hauntings of the history. It is known to be haunted. That is really what this place is all about. I mean, the history is interesting. The ghosts are what attracts a lot of people here. It is, of course, in the beautiful countryside. I'm sure things are all green and beautiful when you go out there to Ireland and you pull up to this castle. It looks really neat. They do offer ghost tours. However, the information that tells you how much it costs and what the hours are and that kind of thing is not on their website today. There is a phone number that is on their website that you are going to want to contact if you happen to be going to that part of the world and set up your tour. The website that you're going to want to go to is lepcastle.net. Remember, it is spelled L-E-A-P castle to get that pulled up and sign up for your ghost tour but it's definitely a place that i would try to hit if i was in that part of the the world is it just is it just like a history kind of tour do you know did you get any details around is it or can you actually ghost hunt i think you can actually ghost hunt i think there's history tours and ghost hunting tours but again there's not a ton of information out there right now and part of that could be because of the pandemic in Ireland I know I work with a lot of people who happen to live in Ireland after doing this I'm gonna have to ask them if they've ever been to this castle but it seems a lot of these they offer several different types of tours that include investigations oh see that's that's right up our alley that would be I actually think I'd be kind of scared at Lep Castle. It just sounds like some of these entities are pretty scary if you ask me, but all I know is if I went in there and I was like by myself in a room and I started smelling sulfur, I'm running. I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm totally with you. But uh, well, Lep Castle sounds really fun. I mean, I love a good castle anyway. Like that's one of the joys of like, I haven't been in Europe very much, but When I went to England, I did get a chance to go into an old castle, and it is just really neat to walk through these really old buildings where all this history has occurred, and I mean, it sounds beautiful to to go to that location. So go check it out if you're in the area. Hopefully, Lisa and I will get to do a little Europe tour at some point once the pandemic comes to an end. But if you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference for us. And spread the word about your haunted holiday. Let your friends and family know that you're enjoying the show. If it's something that they might be interested in, spread the word. The more the, more, the better. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, go to yourhauntedholiday.com. Hit contact us. Send us an email. Send us your ghost stories. Send us even just a recommendation for an episode. We love those recommendations. And sometimes they are our best episodes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Mm